Welcome back, Houston. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. He's Beard, in for Blank today. I'm still Branham. Joe's here as well. Uh, in with Beard today, Sarge, going to be here tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be must listen radio. I'm excited to see you all together. Appointment or radio. to hear you all together. Yeah, it should be good. I think that we have... Uh, Contrasting opinions. A lot of time, crash, uh, contrasting opinions can be good radio. I think it's going to be very, very good. So I'm excited for that. And then uh, Joe will be here Friday. Looking forward to that as well. Of course, we're going to be on a remote on Friday. We'll be out there at Air Team Heating and Cooling where we want you to stop by, drop off donations if, if you can. If you can't, we still want you out there to hang out with us. But uh, now through Friday, you can drop off donations at Air Team to support our Houston Youth and Foster Care, our station broadcasting live all day. So you stop by anytime from 7 a.m. Uh, to is there a Friday night show, uh, Joe? Are you doing your show out there Friday? Uh, no, just till six o'clock. Okay, so from seven a to six p.m., uh, stop by uh, Air Team uh, Heating and Cooling. Bring your uh, donation if you can. If you can't, that's okay too. I just want to see you out there this holiday season. Uh, the most needed items and donation info you can find that at AirTeamLTD.com. So head over to AirTeamLTD.com. Find out the the items they need the most, donation info, all of that. It's our holiday, uh, holiday drive benefiting Depelchen Children's Center brought to you by Air Team, your H-Town heating and cooling team. All right, 713-780-ESPN. Astros have made two moves since we went off the air yesterday. Um, they signed Victor Caratini. Is that um, how, it, how it's pronounced, Joe? Yeah, I know he's a former Cub. I believe Caratini is right. Did yes, that's correct. Out? There you go. Victor Caratini. Is this our new Trey Mancini? It's a Victor Caratini, although he's Puerto Rican. Please don't so. ever do that again. Victor Caratini. That's it's a not Trey good. That's me. Sounds- you don't like? You don't think that's good? <laughs> no. Your your version of doing an Italian-American accent is not good, no. Are you saying a Mexican can't do that? No, I'm not saying that. Don't put those words in my mouth. I'm saying Jeremy Branham can't do that. Yeah, what I'm saying, Jeremy, is though that if we're going to go back to the last segment, that accent just prevented John Granado helping you in a fight because <laughs> you just embarrassed his culture. Like, yeah, you, you just, Granado's out now because of you. Man. That's all right. It's his loss. Uh, the Astros signed Victor Caratini. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to now you're, say Now it. you're just doing it. Uh, they Caratini. Signed, yeah, they signed the Puerto Rican Victor Caratini for a <laughs> two-year, $12 million deal, $6 million AAV. It actually puts the Astros' projected payroll above the competitive balance tax. I'm very curious to see how the Astros kind of maneuver around that. Like, are they going to try to shed some salary to get under? Are they just committing to being over the competitive balance tax but just barely? Like, I'm, I'm a the idea, Beard, that if they're going to go over the competitive balance tax, like the heck with it being one, two million dollars over, like make it ten million dollars over. If you're going to commit to do it, you might as well do it right. Yeah, I, and I just don't understand. I don't understand the hesitance to spend right now. I really don't. Like we've talked about it a lot on our show. I don't understand why there's so much hesitation to to spend a little bit more money and and try to get anything other than than a Victor Caratini out there. That's that's my biggest problem with what's gone on with the offseason so far. Yeah, um, I mean, the the hesitation of spending money would be that Crane doesn't want to I get taxed, it. Well, okay, you know? I, I understand it from that point. Yes, like very obviously he doesn't want to get taxed. 
But if he if he continues to play that I don't want to get taxed game, he's also going to play that I'm not going to pe- I'm not going to be able to adequately continue competing for World Series game two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's what you're prioritizing, right? Like if you're prioritizing I refuse to be taxed, it means you're not prioritizing winning. Uh, if you're pro- prioritizing winning, it means you're probably going pretty heavy into the competitive balance tax. I think Jake Myers is a good example of this. Yeah. Like, well, I mean it's it's hard because. Like, all of the clues that we've been given is the Astros don't really want to spend big money. Uh, Dana Brown says he doesn't want to go heavy in the middle relief, you know, spend a lot of money in middle relief. He said that to, to, to Brian McTaggart in the media there at the winter meetings. He says that Forrest Whitley's going to be competing for a job, which means if Forrest Whitley's competing for a job, that means a bunch of minor leaguers are competing for at least one job. And if a bunch of minor leaguers are competing for at least one job, it means you're not signing multiple middle relievers. I think the Astros are going to sign one middle reliever and be done with it, which is another sign of money yeah. and then jake myers playing center field like the jake myers quotes oh, for, from this from this article that chandler rome put together um and, i mean he said this to the media too but dana brown said guys guys thought maybe we were down on him myers but when you're in the final four your team is pretty good so when you have to make these tough rosters at the end of the day some guys are going to get left out he's talking about the alcs roster from a year ago but i think myers is good enough to play every day it's just a matter of is he going to swing the bat enough to play every day? Brown would also say, we want to see what Myers can do. The defense is special, so if he turns the corner with the bat, and now his defense is a pretty good player. If he can't turn the corner and he ends up being a platoon-type player, then that's a little bit different. But right now it's good to see if he can turn the corner uh, and swing the bat. Your general manager is questioning whether your right now opening day center fielder is good enough to play the position. And if you're a team with World Series aspirations, you want to go back to the World Series, and they all tell you this. They all tell you that we're, our goal is to get to the World Series. Our goal is to win another World Series. Brown would say it. Crane's going to say it. Of course, Joe Espada is going to say it. The entire locker room and clubhouse is going to say that. Yet you have Dana Brown to the media saying, is he, Myers, going to swing the bat enough to play every day? He's your opening day center fielder right now. You don't really have a backup plan. Yeah, you can swing Chaz to center. You're on to left, but now who DHs? So the fact that you're questioning your opening day center fielder not being good enough to hit, again, are you prioritizing winning it all? I mean, batting two twenty seven the last two years in a row. Same batting average two years in a row. To see him turn a substantial corner, that'd be a big, big corner to turn. And I honestly don't have any faith that he's going to be able to do it. the The, the dream that we've had on Connor and Beard has been has been to see uh, see the Astros trade for Luis Robert. That's that has been like the one big pipe dream, and that essentially died with the news that Jake Myers is going to be is going to be the starter at center field. And and when you're talking about being able to compete at the high at, at a high level. I, you got rid of uh, Martin Maldonado, or you're letting Martin Maldonado walk. You're signing Caratini, and you're letting Yiner Diaz be your every your your starting catcher, your main guy, the guy who's going to catch for a hundred plus games. You did that because you wanted to get rid of a guy who's batting around 200 for average and and has doesn't have a lot of pop. He doesn't have he doesn't have a lot of power, and now you're just essentially replacing that with Jake Myers. Like that's what Jake Myers becomes now in this lineup is the new Maldonado. That's he doesn't have a strong arm. He doesn't have a good bat. He's pretty good. He's pretty good at tracking the ball, but that's all he does well. That's not good for a team like the Astros, who you want to continue to keep this championship window open. And and if they don't, I, I've said this, they got to keep kicking that door open and open and open. The way you do that is by either paying guys or trading for them and not living on the, a hope mm. and a prayer that Jake Myers is going to continue to be that guy. If you don't keep kicking the door open with those moves, at some point it's going to shut. 
Yeah, I think you can keep kicking the door open with uh, player development through your minor league system. In fact, I would argue that's what the pillars of this Astros golden era has been built on. Now, the trouble with that is you've had a lot of variables that have led to your minor league system being you know depleted. Exactly. Uh, you've had the you know the fact that you got stripped out of draft picks, even though all of the other cheating major league baseball teams didn't. Um, so that hurts. You've had to draft towards the end of the draft because you've been a good baseball team, so that hurts. And then you've also traded some players to, to acquire others. So the, the system has been depleted. Uh, I, I do think it would be wise to kind of you know, maybe bring in a couple of players, some reinforcements to try to bridge the gap before the next wave comes along. And then, you know, I think that's why Dana Brown was hired. And the interest in Dana Brown uh, by Crane was because he is a good drafter and he's been able to develop talent. I think that's what Dana Brown's strength is. So what's it going to take for those players to come in? It's going to take time. So how do you bridge the gap with that time? I think some you know veteran free agents, things like that. But, you know, I, I don't have faith in Jake Myers, but I do think that there is a – hope like Jake Myers back in his rookie season before he tore his labrum and you can tell me well since his labrum he hadn't been as good and you would be right uh he was a 761 OPS guy in his first 163 plate appearances in Major League Baseball if Jake Myers can revert to being that guy which is a huge if and I think there's like a five percent chance of it actually happening I don't think it's likely I think it's very unlikely then that guy is a is a big leaguer that the guy is a good everyday center fielder and his defense is good his defense is really good yeah my issue is your own general manager when you're a World Series caliber team saying I don't know if that guy is actually an that's, everyday that's, guy like think awful. about that like think about being a World Series contender like look what the Braves are doing look what uh, all of these other like the Yankees are, are going after Juan Soto and they traded for Verdugo and, yep. you know all these all these teams with aspirations are, are they're trying to stack their lineups they're trying to stack their teams meanwhile the Astros general manager with a guy who said basically he's going to be our opening day center fielder I don't know if he's a good enough hitter to stick around as an everyday guy like that does not sound like a World Series contender no. attitude to me no it, it's it's hard because you see all these teams that are that that are the competition right all these teams that are the competition for the Astros getting better and and what have the Astros done so far to get better this offseason? It's nothing. It's it, they're getting worse. In fact, as of right now, they are getting worse. They're not getting better. And and it's hard. It's it's difficult to watch that happen and difficult to hear things like that. But I, my here's here's my question about Jake Myers with with his torn labrum. Do you think that it's more a mental thing with him, or do you think that that physically changed what he can do with that shoulder? Um. I think early it was mental, like his uh, ability to like track balls at the wall and stuff. He was a little hesitant going into the wall. I think that he was able to escape that though. Like there, there was a several plays last year where he goes crashing into the wall. Yeah. So I think he was able to jump that middle hurdle. I do think it existed for a brief time. I think he was able to get past it. Now, did the labrum affect some of his skill? I mean, look look at him throwing the baseball. Yeah. Like, he, he does, he's never been a good thrower of the ball. It's It's gotten worse. Now, what does it do for him at the plate? Like, I don't, I don't I have to think that if it affects his ability to throw and it's affecting it even in the slightest, there has to be some effect with him swinging the bat, too. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, is his bat swing, like, is his bat speed down? I, I don't actually, I actually don't think so. But I, I also not going to stand on the hill and, like, fight tooth and nail about that. I, I don't think so. Now, his numbers would indicate they did, so that'd be like a case for you or a point for you, uh, potentially. Like, you can see it very clearly in his throwing. So, 
I think it's fair to say you can also see in his offense and his numbers would support that as well. But it's scary to me to be a World Series contender, GM, saying you're opening day center fielder. I don't know if he's a full-time guy. I hope this works. Yeah, I love yeah. It's always good when you hear one of the leaders of your team say, I hope this works, guys. Yeah. We're I just going to throw can... it against the wall. I hope a career OPS guy of 675 can all of a sudden be better. Uh, it's it's very it's it's hope like it, it it's hope that he can somehow figure it all out. Uh, the Astros did trade for Dylan Coleman. We mentioned Caratini, the catcher that they signed. Um, what do you think of the Caratini signing? First off, uh, I think it's fine. I I haven't gone back. I want to go and actually watch Caratini a little bit. Yeah. I mean, as a backup catcher, it's fine. Six, I thought six, $6 million, million dollars a, a year feels a little high. But see, it's I think okay. that's why he's going to play a, a decent amount. Like, I how think much do you think he plays? I think he's going to start at least 55 games at catcher, maybe up to 70. Yeah. I'm curious, like if one of them's playing first base, I, I don't know if this is going to happen. It depends on who wins the final job on the offense. Like if John Singleton wins the final job on the offense, neither one of these guys uh, would ever uh, play first base. But if the final job's won by like an outfielder, like Corey Jolks or something like that, then one of these guys might play first. And if one of these guys plays first, I wonder if Caratini or Yiner would get the first crack at first base. Uh, not sure on that. But I think there's a decent chance that Yiner DHs quite a bit, whether it's off days, whether you know you want to give one of your out Outfielders a day off, and Jordan plays left field. Yiner's the DH now. Caratini's a far better defensive catcher, really good defensive catcher. Uh, he hits for a catcher okay. Like, I mean, it's a catcher. He hits better than Maldi. It's still not, like, good for a Major League Baseball standard, but for a catcher it's not bad. But the fact that they gave him $6 million and they gave him a multi-year deal, I think he's going to play quite a bit. I think it's a good pickup, switch hitter. Uh, he hits righties better than he hits lefties, which I don't. I wish he hit lefties better because Yiner hits righties better. Yeah, because then lefties. you could kind of game plan a little bit. Yeah, more. you can platoon a little bit there. Uh, so I, I, that's like a one very small criticism, but I like the move, and I think that for the contract, I think that you are going to play him a decent amount. Uh, the Dylan Coleman trade that happened today. Like to me, this is a flyer. You got him very cheap. Yeah. He's a guy that two years ago was good. He used to throw hard. Last year, he didn't throw hard, and he was very, very bad. Like this, you got him for nothing. Like Kansas City was trying to create a roster spot on their forty-man roster, so you got him for nothing, basically. So this is a flyer. I think he's that just an arm. One, yeah, he's just an arm. And Dana loves his foray arms. He requires like uh, a stable of foray arms. Now, do you think this would be it for the Astros offseason, or do you think there's anything left to be done? I, I, you know what? I'm going to go on the side of hope. I like to err on the side of hope. I'm going to be hopeful, and I'm going to say this: they are not done. I, I think that they will make at least one or two more moves uh, the rest of the off season. I think they have one more left in them, and I think it's going to be a middle reliever. Whether it's Maton, who reports are there kicking the tires, I think Jordan Hicks would be fantastic. Uh, I wonder if Jordan Hicks might be priced out of their price range. Yeah, Jordan Hicks would be great, though. I love the idea of Jordan Higgs. They have one more move. I think it's going to be a middle reliever. Unless there's a surprise trade, uh, I think this is it. Like, I think this will be it. All right, 713-780-ESPN, the HRMP listener line, 713-780-3776. Let's dive into the NFL and these playoff bubble teams in the NFL. Which of these playoff bubble teams in the NFL do we love? Which do we hate? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Welcome back to the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. Killer Bees are also known as Africanized Bees. And we all know there's nothing Africanized about these two guys. It's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. That's, that's Cap. I'm 3%. 
Uh, he's Beard, in for blank. Blank's out today. Wife having surgery. Hope she's well. Uh, I'm Branham. Joe's George behind the glass. Sarge will be in tomorrow. Joe will be with me on uh, Friday. We're gonna, I'm, I feel like I'm Stephen A. Smith and just rotating co-host. Yeah, I wonder what that's like. That's got to be kind of crazy, just rotating co-hosts over and over and over again for uh, days, even weeks maybe. Yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing it for three days, and I can't uh, – It's. I mean the- – the labor that I have to do in order to do this is I know. unbelievable. Nobody would ever very, know very what difficult. that would be like. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I, can, I appreciate you understanding my, I don't want to say frustration because I'm not frustrated about it. I'm kind of enjoying it. Yeah. But uh, maybe the stress, maybe the chore of doing it. Yeah, I get it. I feel difficult. You. Did yeah. you start this segment by saying cap, by the way? I did. Don't ever say that again. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound right coming from you. What is that supposed just, to mean? I don't know. It just sounds weird when you say that's cap. It I didn't sounds, say that's cap. I said cap. You, uh, okay. You, 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 Actually, I think I did say that's cap. You did say that's cap. And it sounds like, I don't know why, but it sounds like if my dad tried to say it, that's cap. My dad's like super old. Okay. You calling me old? Well, I'm saying, no, I'm not calling you old. I did what find out. It doesn't matter how last, one says it. I, I, you, I don't know. You just sound old. Remember when whenever, like uh, remember when Lebetard had a show on ESPN and he would have yeah. his, uh, he'd have Boppy. Oh yeah. And he would have him uh, read the lyrics of rap songs. That was, it was one the of, best. That was, was one of my so favorite good. things on sports radio ever. Period. Yeah. It was on TV, but Maybe yeah, it, was, uh, it was very, very good. Well, it was on radio, too. I don't think much. it was. Was it? I think it was syndicated across like, I radio, know he, too. I, know, I don't think so. I think it was separate. I think Lebertard had the TV show where she brought in his dad, and I think his radio show was a completely different uh, program. I well, don't think it was simulcast. It was still funny to watch. Uh, I, you should do that on this show. I think Joe should pick out rap lyrics to have you read. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Especially <laughs> I think it's a really good idea. That's good content. just saying that's cap. <laughs> And I know you had to say it a certain way in order it's to not, say it. It's not that you're necessarily like saying it wrong on purpose. It's just your your natural way of saying it's not right. I might only, have leaned into it a little bit. The only problem with that bit is I used to do that. Oh, did oh you? really? Yeah, the dad of Houston Sports Radio used to rap when I would produce for him. Well, you just oh. steal it. Huh? No. Wax. Yeah, why? Why not? No. I don't want to. I can't steal from them too much. Yeah, you can. Jeremy doing it would be funnier. So that's why you get I don't to take know. it. I got a lot more swag. God. Low bar. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Don't do this. I should show. just start saying like re- instead of doing the rap lyrics, I should just start saying like these really cool like uh, Gen hip, Z slang, like, current words. Yeah, like Gen Z on God. Slang. Yeah, yeah, like all that stuff. Yeah, I that's say I, that one. I do I'll, that with my kids when their friends come over, and it makes them really mad. I used to. Yeah, I do it too. I used to do it. Well, I used to do it with like my younger siblings. Now I'm just not up to date. Other like I think Cap's even old, isn't it? No, Cap's, Cap, super Cap's old. okay. Cap's fine. I have some resources and some links that I can send you if you'd like to yeah. brush up on the we new link. Start talking. Yeah, we could give it like a like a word, like a Gen Z word of Bruh. the day that I just have to like randomly drop into the show. And whenever I say it, we can have somebody like we can have the textures text in. Yeah. And if they if they identify it, first texture of the day like wins a you know high five or a t shirt or something like. That. Yeah. yeah, I think like the first one you could start off with if you want to try it out. Whenever you go home. The first thing your wife does that kind of bothers you, just be like, bro, you selling for real on God. You selling. You selling on God. she does something that's annoying? Yeah, or like you don't. What is that supposed to mean? It's just selling. I I have no idea. I just know you're supposed to say it. I don't know what it means. Salespeople are annoying, so you know they're annoying you? Yeah, or like. What uh, what selling mean? 713 7706. All the engagement that you were getting yesterday, you could say, say, bro, I'm stacking. Okay. Yeah. Just say that. <laughs> what does that mean? Yo, yo, it is Papi on the beat. There we you go. Know, Papi was so good. One day, turn up the heat. You think you're the king, you're just a punk. Sorry, loser, but you ain't Mike, you're done. Oh. 
You send me pizza. Mike, you're I done. It, but I'm still a hater. You're overrated. Oh, You'll never. Uh, so good. I have a poppy, but he'd only speak Spanish, so it wouldn't be as good. Or maybe it would be. It'd be I think it'd be pretty good. 73-2, why is Randall Gruchek not signed? It's a great point. He could be a good backup outfielder. Uh, 7-8-6-9, they might be okay with Myers because they figure if he doesn't work out, they can let Dubon take over center. The problem with that, though, is that, okay, well, now he's your super utility guy. Yeah, exactly. Now what happens if there's an injury? He needs so, like, to stay at the utility. He needs to stay at their super utility. Yeah, and if he, but even, like, I think he's capable of filling in. But then if he's your everyday center fielder and you don't trust Jake Myers, now what? Yeah, like, exactly. You're going to give Greg Kessinger 50 starts a year? Like, come on. <laughs> uh, maybe Jolks takes another step. That's some serious finger crossing, though. I'm in the uh, I'm in the house that Corey Jolks built literally right now. I'm broadcasting from the U of H baseball park where Corey Jolks played baseball. Jolks is a big leaguer. I don't think that Jolks is a big league starter on a World Series contending team. I think he could be like a bench guy, platoon guy against lefties, things like that, but not and I, plus, he doesn't play center field. Uh, something else to keep in mind. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Eric said that Dell. Hey, to kids! It's me, rapping Dad, talking about youth sports and giving everyone a chance to compete. Oh yeah! And here we go, DJ Frank. It's rapping D with the funkiest beats on the street. When you come in my house, take the shoes off your feet. If you track in a mess, I'll clean it. Looking like a one-week grounding, and I mean it. I'm the head coach of a little league team. Everybody plays. You know what I mean? It's so very important to get good grades. Not to worry about things like getting laid. Oh, wait, I can't believe that I said it. If you have that on paper, please shred it. Because rapping D means it when I say you've got to let all of the little children play. I'm the rapping D, and you all know me. Rappin all D. of you kids, come over and blow me away Whoa. with your oh, styles no. when oh, you're no, playing. No. I hope that you're praying at night and you're getting good grades and eating vegetables. Panda Express just sent me an email saying, how satisfied were you with our performance today? I said, not great. You didn't give me a fork. So I thought you said that. I thought Rapping D was somebody else, uh, Joe. That was Lance. Yeah, that's Lance. I thought you said a different name. No, I did, but then Frank just sent me that. Yeah. I had to play it. <laughs> so was he Rapping Dad originally? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So somebody else stole his bit. Yeah, so then we can. So then you can steal it. I think I like the Yeah, I guess I could. If it was stolen from Lance, you can steal it back. It's called taking it back. You got to stand on business right now, okay? You have to stand well, we on business for Lance. Stand on business. That's what I'm saying. You got to do it for Lance. You got to do it for the station. <sighs> I think I like the idea better of where like we just say these hip words throughout that's, the show. That's okay. Too. I don't want to. I don't want to do like a whole rap. Like that sounds painstaking, painstaking, whatever you say, and it sounds like too much work. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I think the slang words is probably better. It's a little bit easier, and you can you can like you can throw them all throughout. You selling? You're selling. Joe's selling, jo- hey, selling sell. for interrupting me mid-sittance. Yeah, that's true. That's true, fam. Yeah, he was selling. totally selling, bro. Uh, okay, this is getting blamed. This is bad. Let's move on. Uh, which Big of yikes. these bubble teams in the playoff race race do you love, do you hate? You love or hate the Texans in this playoff race? And if you love them, it means you probably think they're getting in. If you if you hate them, it means you don't. I love them. I yeah, absolutely I love them. I, I don't. favorable. How can anybody look at all those 7-5 and five teams and not just know that the Texans are the better of all of them? Mm. Right? Like yeah, you, I would say that. Uh, like you're just looking, looking at the you look at the Browns, uh, or uh, sorry, the Browns are eight and four. But you look at the you look at the Browns uh-huh. at eight, or not eight and four. They're seven and five. Sorry, you look at the Browns that are seven and five. Texans are better. You look at the Colts, seven and five. The Texans that one's a little bit closer. There's a more of an argument. Shane Steichen is like 
he is coaching so well this year. Yeah, I'm a Steichen fan myself. I am too. And, and then, but then the Steelers. Steelers are seven and five. They uh, they have no quarterback. Even when they do have a quarterback, he's not good. So the Mr. Trubisky made, a, made a Pro Bowl once. Oh, uh, congrat, uh, congratulations True. for Mr. Trubisky and Mr. Joe. Facts. <laughs> Mr. Trubisky made a Pro Bowl once. Uh, love hate uh, Colts. Then if you like Shane, Shane Steichen so much. Um, I love the Texans too. By the don't way, don't make me say this this sentence. Are you going to make me say this sentence? I mean, it's a word. Love but. the Colts. I love. I mean, look. I he has made. They've had so many issues all throughout the year. Losing Anthony Richardson was huge. Jonathan, was it? Uh, was it? They lost. They at least lost a weapon that it, it would have I mean, been interesting Richardson's to see a, what he could have done. He's with a far better talent. Far better talent. Yes. I think Richardson's going to be good in that system. Gardner's really going to be able to lead system. the offense better, right? But now. would they have more wins if Anthony Richardson was healthy? That's a fair point. I, I don't know. Be about, honestly, I think they'd be about the same. I think they would still be seven and five. Uh, I but, don't think that he would change the win total, or but I also don't think he'd make it worse. I think he'd be seven wins, like they are. The threat of his legs would make make them much more intriguing at this point in the season. Yeah, rookie quarterback thing though. That's like, true. Yeah, we're lucky with C.J. Stroud and like rookie quarterback here is no big deal. Look at the other rookie quarterbacks. Right. Look how disastrous it's been for Bryce Young. Look how disastrous it's been for Will Levis after the four touchdown game. Like rookie quarterbacks stink. Like, but it's it, it's the nature of the business, and C.J. Stroud's a rare exception. If there's one guy that I think could have gotten the, as much as possible out of Richardson, it would have been Shane Steichen. Like if if you could see a marriage that's similar to what Slowick and Stroud have had. Here, here in Houston, I think Steichen and, and Richardson could have had that. Yeah, I the, think that they will have someday. And think about the guys that they've had just step into the running back role that have been successful too. Like they, they, he has done a really good job. He's he's he runs such a great offense that injuries don't really make them miss a step. Michael Pittman looks great again this year. Josh Downs has had some really good moments. The biggest place I think that where they've dealt with injuries that have kind of hurt them a little bit more has been at tight end, where they've kind of bounced back and forth. Kyle Granson has had to. Uh, play a little bit more than maybe they would have liked for him. I but the Colts overall, I I love them as a bubble team, but I hate that I love them as a bubble team, and I hate that they are a real concern moving forward. So love hate sounds. I, I'm lukewarm interest in the Colts. Uh, love hates Pittsburgh. I hate them. Hate. Oh, absolutely. Cleveland. Hate. Cleveland. Love hate. Hate. I love their defense. Buffalo, but hate, hate overall. Buffalo hate. Actually, yeah. no. You know what? Can I do in between? Uh, yeah, sure, I did. So. Uh, l- lust. <laughs> I'm going to choose I don't love or hate I lust right now because Why? I'm very intrigued, but that ca- that feeling can go because lust is not a lasting emotion. That's not a lasting feeling. But Josh Josh Allen has had some moments that I'm intrigued by. They sink. He's overrated. He I th- I'm leaning towards the overrated conversation, but for right now I still have some butterflies about what the Bills offense could be, but that could go away real fast. All right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRMP listener line. Wednesday's the day that Joe makes faces. Why is Joe making faces on this Wednesday? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. Uh, some days Joe's face it, it bothers me so that I, I call HRMP. Uh, I do human resources and payroll. It's Cougar on by my colleague Go Cougs. Members of the Cougar one hundred for the eighth year in a row. You've seen the HRMP signage at U of H games. In fact, I'm going to see Chris Fisher here in a little bit. Uh, he's bringing out fifty HRMP employees to the. Uh, for Tita Center tonight uh, for the Houston Cougar basketball game. So looking forward to seeing Chris, great people, bringing out all their employees to a game. That's outstanding. That's awesome. That's the type of people that you have over there at HRMP. But business owners, let HRMP help you. They can help you with HR uh, HR compliance, benefits administration, payroll, onboarding, uh, all these things that you don't want to do 
HRP will do for you. Uh, they can help in any or all of these areas. You don't order off a menu. You just don't go check the service that you want. No, you sit down, you talk with them. Uh, how can they help you? Where do you need help? HRP will find a way to help. They'll find a way uh, to make your life easier much, much easier. They'll completely customize a plan for whatever you and your business needs. Uh, you want to take a little bit off your plate? You want to take a lot off your plate? Maybe you just want to golf more. I don't blame you. HRP will find a way to help you golf more. And they do it in a way that's unique, too. They have the best technology. You'll trust their technology. We use their tech uh, here. At, we use HRP here at Gal. Their technology is fantastic. Love their website. Uh, always go see how much how little money I make. But it's all there. It's all very easy to understand, and I, I thank them for that. Also, their customer service is great. This is what you will really fall in love with. I'm an email guy, so I email them. Anytime I have an email question, always quick, always easy to understand, thankful uh, for the service HRMP provides. Guaranteed fulfillment. You'll never talk to a stranger. You'll talk to someone who knows you and they know your business needs. Call now, 281-880-6525. Let HRMP customize a plan for you, 281-880-6525. Or check them out at hrp.net. That's hrp.net. Anyone can have a hot take on sports. You going to continue to be a bunch of soft, underperforming, tattooed millionaires? But that's not what these guys are about. Joel and Jeremy are real, actual human beings, guys that have lives, families, and feelings and stuff. So it's WTF Wednesday. WTF, why the face? Where these guys let you in on their non-sports interests, goals, and dare I say it, dreams. But more than likely, they're going with all of the WTF moments of the past week. It's WTF Wednesday. Why the face? With the Killer Bees. Beard's in for uh, for blank today. Wishing uh, wishing his wife well, sir. She should be out. He didn't send us an update. That's rude. Making it about me. That's what I do. All right, Joe. Why are you making faces on this Wednesday? Well, we're going to start with the face I made this this afternoon before uh, the show started, and I got a push notification on my cell phone, and it was a play-by-play of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's relationship from ESPN.com. What are we doing? What, what, what's wrong with that? Why? 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 There's a couple things here that I have problem with your statement. One is turn your notifications off. Like, you don't need to be living this around the clock. I think it would help your mental um, health. Mental health, that's the word I'm looking for. It would help your mental health if you kind of turned it off every now and then. You stepped away from, from work. For that's first off. Secondly, with the, Taylor Swift's great. Taylor Swift is fantastic. Taylor Swift has put everybody on the map. Yeah, but we don't need a... We don't need a play-by-play breakdown of everything that happens between her and Travis Kelsey. That's he doesn't dumb. have to. He doesn't have to subscribe to notifications. That, that, he doesn't have to click the link. This yeah. is like when people are like, "Well, I'm so no. sick of ESPN putting this on the television. Change the channel." That is an article that doesn't even need to be no, written like, in the first place. I have it on because, like, I want to see. We haven't mentioned this. Juan Soto is officially a New York Yankee. Like, I would like to get a push notification yeah. for an article on that. Like, to see like what's going on. What do they give up? What do the Yankees got cooking? Besides Soto and Verdugo, I don't need Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey relationship timelines. I care far more about the relationship of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift than I care about the New York Yankees. You would, you would care more because you watch what is it, uh, Vanderpump Rules and hey, uh, Real Housewives hey, of yes, Atlanta. So LA. I, don't really, I don't really watch Housewives. Sometimes uh, it's on, but I don't. Uh, when the wife puts it on, and I'm working, but that's not one that I. I love watch. how you like to say that you don't, you can't watch anything that isn't based in reality. But you watch those shows that are absolutely not based. I, in any I say, kind of reality. I say, have reality elements where they're believable. Like I, I can, I can do fiction, but it needs to be realistic. Oh, that's fiction. fair. So, like the reality shows, yeah, they're obviously fake. 
but it does have realistic principles. It makes, they aren't flying dragons. I'm not surprised. There's nothing wrong with flying dragon movies or TV shows or books. I'm not I'm not surprised that you would care more about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's relationship yeah. and having a minute-by-minute breakdown of an article written versus actual sports. You know what? Well, some of us what? some of us here in the media, some of us journalists, Jeremy, care more about sports news than others very clearly. I mean, I, I prep. Whenever I prep, I'll read that, and I'll do my due diligence, and I'll know all about it. I don't need a push notification telling me about it. In fact, my biggest, my biggest qualm of all of this is the fact that, that Joe's got the push notifications. I have There's two, notifica- wrong, I have two notifications. I get two notifications on my phone. Phone calls, text messages, and that is it. Everything else is turned off. So that's not how I operate. I've got, no, I, well, first of all, I don't want to go and change a bunch of, uh, adjust a bunch of settings to not always have push notifications on. So I have way too, you would hate my phone. I think I have a feeling. Yeah, I don't want my phone to ever light up. When my phone lights up, it means I have something to do. I, on my Discord, I don't even know if you mess around with Discord, but on my Discord, I'm what? in about, I'm in about 72 different, oh, uh, no. different Discord channels and no. I get push notifications from all of them all the time. See, I try to, I try to, uh, live a very simple lifestyle. Where I care about like five things. I subscribe to that's the a, Warren. That's, a, that's more than I thought, honestly. I, I subscribe to the Warren Buffett mantra. What is it? Maybe not even a mantra. It's probably a rule where you write down twenty things that you like do, and then you cross out fifteen. Yeah, you no. Focus on five. I, I have I too live, much ADHD to that. for that. There's that ain't happening. Yeah, I, I worry about my job, my family, and that's almost it. That's almost in my fantasy football teams. Uh, yeah, but how many of those do you have? Five. Really? I Only have five. five? Uh, I have five that I actively. Like, okay, but how many total? Roster management. Uh, best ball leagues I was in, I don't know what the number was. I think it was close to 700. That's that's the most. Okay, it's best ball, so it's fine. It's best ball, yeah. But it's like an easy bake oven. So you, 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 you set it and forget it, or whatever the saying is. That is such an egregious number of leagues to be in, even you for best so? ball. Is that yes. a lot? 700? Is that, <laughs> is that too many? No, I think you're fine, man. You definitely don't have a problem. My my rule with that though is I try, and this I, I wasn't very good at it this year. I'm going to be much better at it next year. Uh, I want to make sure that it doesn't interact with family time. So I'm going to try to yeah, do that's that. Fair. No fantasy drafts during family time. Just so during probably, the show. And, Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I if I go to break early, you'll know why. If I go silent. You know why? So yeah, I mean the seven hundred is not that lot. Right, seven hundred is a lot. Why else are you making faces? Uh, you guys all went to blockbuster. Soto, Soto, by the way, is going to be good at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I, I like him and Verdugo. Wearing a blockbuster shirt today, the, Joe. The Verdugo thing's interesting to me, though, Joe, because if you're if you're the Red Sox, obviously your biggest arch rival is the New York Yankees. I think it tells me more about what the Red Sox think of Verdugo than anything else. Like, if you thought Verdugo was like this great player, he's outstanding. Uh, you want like you needed to trade him, you but you liked him a lot. You wouldn't trade him to the Yankees. Not even like, close. It shows you that they can't stand Alex Verdugo. Like, hey, go play for our arch, our arch rival. Go ruin them. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of... Now, it wasn't a trade. It's a little bit different. But whenever Chandler Parsons went from the Rockets to the Mavericks and the Rockets were just kind of like, okay, yeah. bye. Bye, yeah, little, see you like later. agency, a little different, right? It's a little bit different, but it's still same... different, actually. Well, but, but still same vibes where the Rockets were kind of like, all right, good, you're the Mavericks problem now. The eh. thing with that one that makes it similar is they could have matched the offer. Yes. It was a contract sheet. And he was because it was a restricted free agent. So, yeah, there's some similarities on that front. But you're right. Like, if you're trading a player to the arch rival... It means you don't like that player a whole lot. Sorry to interrupt, Joe. No, it's fine. Uh, Josh, he's wearing a Blockbuster t-shirt. Apparently, people forgot that, like, I don't know, they went out of business. Uh, but apparently, Netflix is going to be opening brick-and-mortar stores. 
in 2024. What are they selling? They haven't announced it yet, which like I don't, which confuses me even more. Like, are they just selling like T-shirts and there, there's movie posters? One, there's one blockbuster brick and mortar uh, mortar left and, in the in, yeah, in the entire yep. United States. There was they do well too. They sell merch. There were rumors back in the spring that the blockbuster website came back live, and people thought blockbuster might be trying to come make a comeback, but I don't think that's happening. I don't know what they would do at Nef- what Netflix would do. I even forgot there was. What, what do you mean? What Netflix would do? I don't know what what are what are they going to open? What what are they going to do in their stores? Hmm. Like what's maybe the point? Be, maybe it's yeah. going to be hundred percent merch. Maybe maybe um, maybe they could. Sell, I I don't. They don't even really do the. Do they do the Netflix where you can rent? Do they send you discs anymore? That, I, I, I think, think they got rid dead. of that like a year yeah. ago. Yeah. The so, um. No one watches DVDs anymore, right? Like this isn't one of like you know music and stuff. Like we have the record players and the vinyls and things like yeah. that. Like that went out of style. But it's cool to have it because it sounds better and it's like vintage and it's more like nostalgic and like a vibe. So that's cool. Like we're not doing that with videotapes, nah. VHS, and DVDs. So I, don't I, think so. I really don't know. Like we still see music stores, right? We don't, no one listens to CDs. Some people listen to vinyl, but there are music stores that exist. It's completely opposite for VHSs and DVDs and all this stuff. So I don't know. The only DVD that I still watch is uh, Christmas Eve while we're wrapping presents at the last second because we always wait. And we're hoping the kids don't come downstairs. Is my wife and I watch Love Actually on the DVD player? That's the only DVD, oh, physical terrible. DVD that we watch. Period. I don't think I've watched a physical DVD other than that one in like yeah five years. But maybe. Even like that's not available somewhere else. It, oh, it absolutely is. It's just our thing to act, watch the actual <laughs> DVD okay. physical copy. It's I get it. Cool. Yeah. Pacha said uh, Joel's at the Lone Blockbuster right now, searching for a good movie to watch. <laughs> That's, That's a great good. line. Um, I, I haven't watched a DVD in maybe maybe five years, yeah. seven years. I haven't watched Netflix in like five months though. Ever since they'd stopped doing this little password share, I've been bopping my parents for years. I haven't watched Netflix in months. You, do you, are you that cheap? You won't even pay for it. Although Netflix has gotten kind of expensive, especially I if pay. you want the 4K. Uh, let's see. I pay for DirecTV Stream. Yeah. I pay for the Amazon. I've actually paid for Apple TV recently. Like, I forgot to turn it off after the Astros played, and then we started watching the morning show. It's a good show. Very really, good show. Really good show. And uh, they had the one with the uh, like, dude that looks like Tom Cruise last year. Have you watched Ted Lasso? Yeah, I did watch Ted Lasso. Uh, last uh, there, season was awful. There's a, it, it wasn't as good as the first two. Watch a show called Shrinking if you haven't. While you I have, have actually. TV. That's a great yeah, show. I've, I've, we finished watching that. I wouldn't call it great. I'd call it good. Oh, I, I thought it was great. It's right it's up my alley, good. though. It's, I wouldn't, I, it's hard for me to call a comedy great. Like, there's very few oh. great comedies like Curbs Not are great Comedy, Seinfeld, Frazier, obviously. Frazier uh, was okay. Frazier's number I don't, one. I don't dislike Frazier. It's not great. Yeah, it is. It's the best sitcom of all time. What's your favorite sitcom ever? Frazier. Frazier is the number one sitcom so of all time. There's so many better sitcoms than Frazier. No, no, no. no. no there's so a, many better. I, I, I Curb's my all-time Curb, favorite. Curb's so good. If I if take Frazier out of the equation, Curb, Curb and... Take Frazier out of the equation. Take Frazier out of the equation. Curb, The Office, and Seinfeld are up there. He's, it's Leslie Frazier, right? He's Kramer. He's Frazier Crane. What? Who? Kelsey that, Grammer? Kelsey Grammer. Leslie, Leslie Frazier is a football coach, man. I meant Kelsey Grammer. Oh yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey Kelsey Grammer I don't is crazy. Yeah. That. So, uh, anyways, you're you're stacking Kelsey Grammer up to the greatness of Larry David. Yeah, that's the biggest mismatch of all time. Yeah, I know Kelsey Grammer wins. Okay, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. I'm getting crushed for being a boomer on the uh, text. I am a I do identify <laughs> as a boomer, so I, I take no offense to that. Uh, is this the NBA tier? Is this NBA tier fair on where to put the Rockets? Little. 
hmm, how do I want to phrase this? Is this a little bit of Rockets praise? Or is it not? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.